1: With the very latest in rural news, this is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008.
0: Yep, we do this every Tuesday morning around this time and it's our chance to catch up on things rural. And this morning, Araha, it's a subject which is impacting us at the supermarkets, etc, because Uh, We're talking about food prices being up 12% in February, 12% higher than they were a year earlier. That's the biggest increase uh, I understand since 1989. My God, um, that's when Adam was a cowboy. Were you Uh, uh, around? Yeah, I was. I was. Actually, quite a long way around. Uh, Here's the thing here's the thing. why? W- w- just when we're just when we're getting smacked with cyclones and and flooding mm. and all sorts of areas, we get dinged with this as well. Well, I have done a lot of research into
1: this because anything that affects how much money I have left to spend on bluff oysters, which we'll get to later, is dear to my heart. There are lots of layers all coming at the same time. Things like the war in Ukraine and inflation, but the, I think. We can listen to those stories all the time and it's very easy to hear words and have words like inflation and um, the um, gross domestic product and then having rates changed. It all sort of just goes over your head because it gets too much. But as soon as you go to the supermarket and you see that a tomato costs, I don't even know now, I don't buy them anymore that's why and you feel mm. like it you feel like prices are going up but until you see the statistic that it's 12% more i mean the thing that really got me was potatoes were more than double so they've had a price increase and i'm i'm, I'm a bit of a maths nerd i hate saying 117% cuz that's not a real thing but it's over 100% price increase on potatoes and sorry 48% on potatoes and it was tomatoes that were mm. up 100 almost 120% so that's why mm. I don't buy them anymore. I just put tomato sauce on everything.
0: <clears throat> well, fruit and veg, um, up as much as 23% year on year. I mean, these are the things where we have thrown down our neck that we've got to eat to stay alive, to be healthy. So uh, it's a double-edged sword there. The well, fruit and veg, I mean, you've got to have it.
1: People who live in a lower socioeconomic demograph have always struggled with this with this issue, which is why they've always been forced into buying cheaper, I'm, I'm doing the inverted commas thing, cheaper less mm. nutritious food groups because they've been historically out of their budgets. Well now it's almost out of the budget for anyone and everyone um, so you know the second largest contributor was fruit and veggies but the biggest contributor was our everyday groceries eggs and cheese and potato chips I remember potato chips They they were great last year when they were like <laughs> two bucks a packet.
0: Yeah, Now I get the
1: gist. $10 through a drive through for a, I don't know. Yes, the, you know, I, remember when, I remember when McDonald's combos were $5. You wouldn't get a bag of chips for that now. But on a serious note, it's affecting every single person. It doesn't matter where you sit, at the top or at the bottom. It's affecting everyone.
0: Mm. Okay, let's get away from that then and talk about cowpats. <laughs> Could you... You couldn't get any further removed from uh, a price of um, a price of fruit and veg. I don't to know, they're pets, looking so. good
1: now, aren't they?
0: <laughs> we don't want to. Don't tell me you're going to thinking about eating them. Yeah, you can cook them because they're a fuel. They used to be a fuel cowpats, and you can also put them on the side of your house back in the day. Now, they, what, these days they're throwing them. How, you, how far can you throw one? Well, see, my
1: only experience with cowpats is not when they're in a throwable stage. It was when you walked through the fields and you're, you were barefoot. And you would put your feet in them to warm your feet up. Have you heard those stories? I've
0: done that. I've done that as a kid. Okay, good. I feel much
1: better now because I was like, is this an overshare with smithy? So I know them in, let's say, a more liquid state. But once they're dry and they become almost Valerie Adams throwable, um, they need a bit of wind under them to get a bit of lift, apparently. There's some aerodynamics nice. involved, but there's a there's an event for it specifically. There's like a about forty five thousand people go to the rural games, and they biff cowpats.
0: Seriously, Patty um, and Daisy and will be my, there.
1: Uh,
0: Palmerston North, I think, was the venue. I think, wow, forty five thousand. They'd love to get uh, forty five thousand to a couple of games of rugby in Palmerston North. So that's how the world's changed. It's too expensive rugby balls.
1: To, you, you've got to get cowpats.
0: 45,000 to watch people throw a cow cow pat and 45 people to watch them throw a cricket ball. But that's
1: exactly what we need at the moment when we're facing a cost-of-living crisis, huge Mm. increases in the costs of day-to-day groceries. We're not talking extravagant stuff. eggs and bread and milk, you need to get together in your community and um, Mm. throw some Mm. stuff around,
0: see some people. Well, there's there's no point talking about the last one on the evidence of what you've just been going on about then, is there? Bluff oysters. Bluff oysters. I'll never
1: see them again. I've tried. I've gone online to see if there are people who can get me some Bluff oysters delivered to the studio for under $30. So watch the space. But the Bluff oysters are back. And I had a little look. This this story came out. I did a story on it last week about – because Bluff oysters have had to – the Bluff um, oyster food – Bluff's Annual Oyster and Food Festival, I think that's the full title. Yes, that's it. They had to can it it, a couple of times because of COVID. And then they're also not doing it this year, which I was gutted about. You know, you can get whole jugs, like um, beer jugs full of bluff oysters down there. Um, But they've also canned this year's event because the site that they were going to do it on, and next to it, that site's been declared dangerous. They're hoping it's going to be back for next year. But uh, Graham Wright, who's part of Barnes Oysters, said this season's looking good so far, and they were hoping to harvest seven and a half million oysters this year. I just want one
0: punnet. Seven and a half million... Seven and, and a half
1: million oysters in this year's just season. Just one, just one punnet. Just one punnet. That'd be enough. You know, I haven't eaten bread for four weeks. I've saved up my my grocery <laughs> money so I can get a punnet of oysters. Oh, yeah. I'm no. I don't want to make fun of the cost of living crisis because it's a serious thing. But you know, I still am because it's my coping mechanism. Thank you, Smithy.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Aroa. Listen, uh, if anyone's uh, anyone out there um, is feeling at all compassionate to uh, Aroa's cause, then, uh, yeah, a, a dozen oysters, a dozen bluffies. Um, no a, a you're making me sound like
1: I'm begging for them. No, stop it.
0: Uh, okay. I'll split right. it with you. You're not begging for them. Yeah, I'll beg for them. I'm happy to beg for them, and you can get the profit of it. Arwa, thank you very much. Um, um, Very, very interesting. Uh, Now, that is uh, interesting. We've gone from tomatoes to potatoes to cowpats to oysters. Now, that is what you call a farming smorgasbord.
1: With the very latest in rural news, this is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Profit from the best advice with Collier's rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008.